Hello, and welcome to Christ Through the Elements. This is Rick, and this is my companion podcast to Presence Podcast. And thank you for being here for the second episode, which is number two on the atomic table, remembering your periodic table. That would be helium. If you are unfamiliar with this podcast, I suggest you go back and listen to the first episode, number one, for kind of an overview of what I will be doing in these podcasts. I want to start briefly here with a review. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about Christ and what Father Richard Rohr has to say about Christ in his book, The Universal Christ, which I'm reading and praying with. Secondly, I'm going to talk a little bit about the element. And again, I am drawing this information uh, about each element from a book called The Elements, a visual exploration of every known atom in the universe. And that is written by Theodore Gray. Then we'll have the break, little add, the plug. And then finally, I will conclude with how I think we can experience and know Christ through that particular element. In other words, what does that element teach us or show us about Christ and Christ's presence throughout all of creation? So here we go. I start with this quote from Father Richard that is, I think, a very important quote and and a guiding quote for us in this podcast. Father Richard says, creation exists, first of all, for its own good sake. Second, to show forth God's goodness, diversity, and beneficence. And then, for humans' appropriate use. That's on page 50 of The Universal Christ. I like that. Creation exists, first of all, for its own good sake. God creates out of goodness and for goodness. Secondly, creation is a revelation of God's goodness God's diversity and God's beneficence, which means to me, generosity, love, kindness, compassion, and so forth. And then it's what we humans can do, how we can use that creation. The second element on the periodic table, which has two electrons, is helium. Helium is named for the Greek god of the sun, who was Helios. And the reason that it is named this is because the first hints of its existence was in dark lines that were seen in the spectrum of sunlight. Now, you may remember from the first episode, hydrogen, that the sun is making helium or converting hydrogen to helium, and that's what is being sent off in the sunlight, the energy that is coming from the sun. Helium is one of the noble gases, And we'll see more of the noble gases. You may remember on the periodic table, the the elements that line up um, vertically, top to bottom, are elements that are similar in different ways. We're moving horizontally across the table as we add electrons and we increase in our atomic number. But the noble gases, as a review, are the gases which uh, generally don't interact with other elements and they rarely form chemical bonds with other elements. And many of these, neon of course is the most famous, they glow because they're gas, 
they glow in a certain color when electricity is applied to them, when a current is run through them. So the noble gases each have their own distinctive color. And helium, believe it or not, is a creamy pale peach color. We don't often think of helium glowing. We think of helium, of course, for other uses, which I'll get to in a moment, but it does glow like the other noble gases. Now, what are some of those other uses? Of course, helium balloons, but helium also can be used in airships, dirigibles, zeppelins, as they used to be called. And it is actually better in many ways than hydrogen because hydrogen is flammable. Helium is not, but it is more expensive and it doesn't give as much lift as a hydrogen or other form of gas um, in the blimp. So yes, it is not really that good of an idea or at least that affordable of an idea. So where do we get our helium from? Well, this is kind of interesting. We actually get it when we find natural gas and it has to do with that process of, of um, developing and, and finding natural gas. Now, what's interesting, I thought, about helium is it's not deposited from all time in the earth that we are extracting it. It actually comes through a process of decay of uranium and thorium, which are much later in the periodic table. So it's not per se a naturally or originally um, developed or, or existing elements. Rather, it comes through time and change and decay. And I think this will be important in my thinking of how we can experience and know Christ through this element. Stay with me through the short break and I will be back and get us thinking about how we can know Christ through helium. Well, thank you for staying with me through that short break. And yes, please indeed send me a voicemail. Can contact me. Let's be in touch. So Christ through helium. Well, I think that that aspect of where helium comes from is interesting to me and that helium doesn't exist always. Now that's a little different than Christ because we believe in the creeds that we pray that Christ has existed for all time, all of eternity, which is outside of time, of course. We say that Christ is the Son who is begotten, not made, from the Father. So consubstantial is the other phrase in the creed, right, of one being with the Father. And I think this is significant because helium is actually a process. It happens over time. So Christ, of course, stands outside of time, but, and here's what I think is important to understand Christ, is that Christ works through time. Christ doesn't change per se, but Christ is the force, the being, the drive that is change, okay? And I think that's what helium does. Helium is a process. It forms over time in a change, in a decay of other elements, and Christ is process. And of course, as we celebrated Ascension, we think of helium and rising, making things rise, and 
I guess it might be a little obvious to say Christ rose, rose from the dead and also ascended into heaven, into eternity with God the Father. So helium, when you think of helium, what comes to mind? Obviously, I would imagine balloons, parties, all kinds of celebrations. And of course, Jesus liked to party and celebrate too. I don't think they had any helium balloons at the time, but I think he would have used them, Jesus the Christ, that is, if they were something around during his time here on earth. Thank you for listening to episode number two, Helium. And we'll be back with the next episode in the near future, atomic number three, which is lithium. Lithium.